Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. It's that time, folks. It is time for Change Matters. Right here on ITRNRadio.com. We've got a great guest for you this afternoon, and I am your host, Colette Williams, and we're bringing you a great show, and we've got a lot to talk about this afternoon. Our guest this afternoon, Sabrina Brenham. We're going to talk about what's going on in her world, the big D in Dallas, and we're also going to talk about the shootings that have taken place. And folks, we've got to talk about what's going on in the Black community. I don't think anybody is experiencing what the Black community is experiencing as a whole, not simply just one person or the other person, the entire nation of African-American people. We are in peril. How dare we have someone, and I shouldn't say we, how dare this 18-year-old boy take a gun to the people at the Tops Community Market in Buffalo, New York? What? We've had all kinds of trauma, travesties. It never stops. It never stops. What are we going to do about it? Why are we sitting back waiting? I was surprised to see Joe Biden and Jill Biden in Buffalo, New York. Somewhat surprised, glad that they were there, but what are they going to do? What can they do to stop this? If there was something that they could do to stop this, they would have done it, I think. So will this travesty, this tragedy, will they find a way to stop this from happening again? And this boy said that he was going to do it again. He had enough armor to do it again. He was just going to go get in his car and drive down the road a piece and shoot up another group of Black folks. What are we going to do to stop this? We've got to find something. We have to have something that we can do to take matters into our own hands. It's time. In fact, we're overdue. We need to stop talking and we need to take action. We need to take action. We need to stop just talking. We need to decide that enough is enough. When are we going to decide that enough is enough? Here we are in 2022. And it's still happening. It's still happening. I get email all the time praising Congress for the bill, the, the lynching bill. In 2022, we have to have a bill stop lynching people. And the only people that are lynched are black folks. What? And we're okay with that? Well, at least they passed the bill. What? We're still fighting for equal rights. We're still fighting for voting rights. And then someone comes along and destroys lives. He purposefully, with intention, drove there and wanted to shoot and kill as many Black people as he possibly could. And he wanted to film it. He put it on video. And he is clear about what his intentions were and are. How, people, what are we going to do about this? What can we do about this? We've had Gerald Sanders on. And she's been on the program twice. And she will be coming back. She had an incident with the IRS. And they did everything they could to destroy her life. They did not. They could not destroy her. But they went to ultimate measures to destroy her life and take away her writing contract. The IRS that we're all afraid of, the IRS wanted to destroy her because they wanted to give the contract to two white women. Not Gerald Saunders, 
who was beyond qualified to write for the IRS. So all of the documents that you get in the mail from the IRS, Gerald Sanders wrote them. And they wanted to destroy her. Now we have Sabrina Brenham, who's gone through something similar with a high court in Dallas. One judge ruled in her favor. Another judge comes behind her and overturns it. And Sabrina is not sitting still for it. Gerald Sanders didn't sit still for it. What can we do as a community of people? And I've said it several times and I'm going to say it now. We don't have communities anymore. We no longer have communities. We have hoods. We have hoods. And Steve Harvey had the audacity, the unmitigated audacity to have the hoodie awards. There ain't no way that you can tell me or anybody else that that is glamorous, that that's something to be proud of. The hoodie awards. Really? Really? Anybody else got the hoodie awards or anything close to it? How about no? Stop it. That's why these things can happen to us. And they're not happening to anybody else. Stop this. We can't continue to go in this direction. We're going nowhere. That's why in print, Forbes and everybody else writes about what we're not doing and what will not happen for us in the next, I don't know, 20 years. How far behind we are and will be. And by the year 2030, we'll make up zero in the economic scheme of this country. This is incredible. This is ridiculous. What are we doing to change this? What are we doing to make things different and better for us? What are we doing? This is insane. This is insane. I don't see anything like this happening in other communities or, or I don't know, hoods, neighborhoods. I see that here in L.A. County, off the 10 freeway, there is the El Salvadorian Community Corridor. Here in L.A. County, there is Koreatown. There is Chinatown all over L.A. County, Orange County, Ventura County. It's Mexico City. They have every corridor in L.A. and San Bernardino. They don't have just a corridor. There's the Armenian community. There is the Indian community. And we got the hood. Black folks got the hood. And wherever it is, it is. And what is made up in the hood? The makeup is all homeless people, people who are lacking. We don't have communities where we're actually taking care of ourselves. We don't have communities like that. I find that to be disturbing. I find it after all these years, not only is it disturbing, but it's also despicable. Why are women like Sabrina and Gerald being forced out by someone white who says that they're not worthy, who says that, well, I can do it because I have the right to do that. Wrong again. Wrong again. We have got to do something about this. We have to take control of ourselves. We must be proactive. We must stop waiting for Joe Biden and somebody like Joe Biden to do something for us. We have to take action. We have to take matters into our own hands. And I don't mean hip hop matters. It's up to us. It's up to us to make a difference in our own communities, thus our own lives. We've got to take control of that. If you have any ideas, share them with us. Because we're long overdue. We're long overdue for taking charge. We're long overdue. Text us at 682-710-1101.
text us your answers. What are your thoughts? 682-710-1101. Let's have a chat about it. I challenge you. I challenge you and everybody like you, everybody black, everybody African-American. Enough is enough. You're not pissed off about it? I'm certainly pissed off about it. Why aren't you? It's time. It's past time. It's overdue. Text us your thoughts. Join the conversation. 682-710-1101. Again, that number is 682-710-1101. Let's bring in our guest, Sabrina Brenham. How are you, Sabrina? I'm great this evening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell us about yourself and let's get right into what is going on with you there in Dallas. You're a community activist and and you've been in business for more than 20 years. Yes. So go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, I've been in the community since 1965. So I received all of my education in the community. And again, business, um, been in business for 20 years. Uh, on the same corner. 15 years was on one side of the street and five years on the opposite side of Simpson Stewart Road here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I ran for city council back in 2013, Dallas City Council. And what I'm going through now stems from 2013 up until 2022 today. Um, I was constructively evicted by a landlord that had purchased the property and he and the council member that I ran against were friends our friends and so he finished doing the dirty work for the councilman by constructively evicting me and so I sued I sued the city of Dallas and the other the guy that uh did the uh, action against me and later dropped the city of Dallas and continued to, to sue um, the, um, I guess, I, I guess I can call his name, right? Is that okay? Yes. yes. Okay. His name is Joseph Kemp here in Dallas, who he and I used to be colleagues in the community, working together in the community. Wow. And so anyway, um, I dropped the city of Dallas, but however, before the city of Dallas was dropped, uh, I had two actions, um, conflicts with the city of Dallas. And the, uh, the judge, the attorney for the, one of the attorneys for the city of Dallas was Barbara E. Rosenberg. She used to work for the city of Dallas. And I won my case in the lower court, in the trial court of 90, might as well say $95,000. I didn't fudge the numbers. I just did the actual numbers that was really true. And I won that case. And so Joseph Kemp appealed. He appealed and the, um, once his attorney, because the attorney, Barbara E. Rosenberg at the time when He was the respondent and so was the city of Dallas. So she was representing the city. So she was representing Joseph Kemp as well because he was an agent for the city. So after I won, he appealed. And that same attorney ended up being a judge in the fifth court of appeals on my case and reversed my uh, judgment. I have gone, I have filed almost every complaint that I can think of, uh, all the way to the Supreme Court, from the Texas Supreme Court to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I tried to sue her civilly here in Dallas not too long ago. And everybody is ignoring that she was a disqualified judge. There's a difference been, between a disqualified judge 
and being someone that need to recuse themselves because by her being a judge or a city employee, they are covered under the um, uh, immunity. But I'm not asking for a recusal. A judge. If she was disqualified, if she was, excuse me, if she was disqualified, how does she have any jurisdiction? There's, by her being a disqualified judge, which that gave, she did not have jurisdiction to even reside over my case. She clearly knew all of the facts about the case because I had two. And she was in court, just like we're here live on this radio talk show. I can vividly just go back and see her sitting at that table representing Joseph Kemp and the city of Dallas. So she can't say she was, that made her disqualified. So is it because she was white, she was able to get past all of this, this disqualification and she was able to rule? I believe so. However, the, um, the other people were black. The councilman and his friend were black. So, <laughs> We have a catch-22 here. Black people, we're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves as well. So we really can't blame the white people. Right, right. So what were you suing them for? What What were the grounds for the suit? Okay, the first suit was a TRO. Uh, the city of Dallas um, had a program in Dallas called Grow South because my business is located in Southern Dallas. And uh, they had government money, federal funds available for us to uh, apply for. And once um, I went to Joseph Kemp and asked him, could we do it together? Because we were colleagues. His business was right down the street from mine. And so um, he hesitated and then he went on and did it. But at the end of the day, when he did it, he cut me out and started working directly with the council. Cut and you so, out. Yeah, so I did a TRO. That was the first action I did was a TRO to try to stop the city from giving out tax dollars to someone that was not going to use the money the way it was supposed to be used. So what is the TRO? Temporary restraining order. Oh, okay. Okay. And then so to be, and $3 million was given to this new gentleman. And, uh, that you should have gotten? That we should have gotten to develop the new, the property where I was. I was already uh-huh. a business owner there. And to $3 million and the store is now closed. It's not even open. What? It didn't even stay open. It was open. And then they started just having any type of uh, product to sell to the community. Nothing that, and that's what people don't understand. The black community love to buy groceries. They don't just like any kind of groceries. We, we love to buy, we, we're picky about our food. And, but anyway, the store is now closed. The city has no answers. And this was a grocery store. Uh Uh-huh. A grocery store for a food desert. We are a food desert as well. It's a food desert. And another $40,000 was given to the gentleman to put up a fence. And it's still not there. You can Google it. Grocery store in Southern Dallas, Texas. I thought those kinds of things only happen in California. No. It's happening right here in Dallas, Texas. So you had grounds to sue. Mm-hmm. You sued and you won. The TRO, I didn't because they was you no, know, they wanted that money to go to that gentleman, and the city of Dallas broke all of their rules. Didn't allow me, you, or anyone else to come in and apply for the the funds. They only they pick and chose who they wanted to give the money to. So they broke all of their rules to give their money to, to give the, guy. the money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the IRS did the same thing with Gerald. They broke all their rules to take it away from Gerald and give it to the two white women. 
Right. Not only did they break all of the rules, mm-hmm. they went so far as to taunt her. They mm-hmm. wanted to break her from limb to limb. They wanted to make sure that she was unable to operate physically, emotionally, mentally, and professionally. They wanted to literally destroy her. Well, that's how I won my lawsuit. Joseph Kemp ended up carrying out the, the process of uh, constructively evicting me. I'm talking about breaking into my place. Uh, I have pictures of big holes and everything. And so they I won. into your business. Now, what kind of business did you operate? I had an in- have an income tax service and a, uh, I was the only black beauty supply in the area. And um, they, uh, I had managed to get something has started trying to move, but you know, everything was packed up and he came in and destroyed, um, threw files on the floor and put chemicals on the floor and everything, uh, took out the, uh, the wiring and everything. And so that's constructive eviction. Constructive eviction? Mm-hmm. On the premise that your place was uninhabitable. Right, right. And he put up a fence so that my clients couldn't even, it was right in the middle of tax season. He, that's how I lost, that's how, that's, it was at the end of tax season because it started in, uh, April. So, you know, April tax of what day. Year? Of 2015. That's oh, when 2015. that part started. Uh huh. When he so started what, So where are you now? I'm still in uh, on Simpson Stewart across the street where I've been there for five years. But they tried to put me out of business. They even brought in another uh, um, beauty supply. <laughs> but that beauty supply is gone, and I'm still there. Now, my beauty supply has closed now, but it just closed. I closed it for uh, medical reasons. And then before I could close it, um, COVID went on and helped me close it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, what is your next step? Well, my next step is right here is to speak out on the international um, radio, and um, <laughs> you say, uh, but you're talking about the hood, so I'm gonna have to do a few hood things, not bad things, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a few hood things uh, yes. originated <laughs> from the hood. Yes. And it's going to be, we're going to try it through social media. Okay. And I okay. have two more uh, government entities that I can, um, can call, you know, write to. You know, it's interesting that these things happen in our community. These things happen to us. And quite frankly, I don't know who we have in terms of someone that we can go to that's on our side, that will listen. We, we really don't have a, a, uh, we don't have comrades. Right. We don't have sounding blocks. We don't have a group of people who Mm -hmm. really are in our corner. We have organizations such as the NAACP, mm-hmm. and we know that they wait for the Image Awards at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's what they're good for. We have the Urban League. They're not heard of anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, I tried to get one of the VPs from the Urban League to come on, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We don't have the Urban League anymore. In fact, the Urban League was right here on the corner of Vernon and Crenshaw for something like 60 years, then all of a sudden gave up the building and gone. The same here in Dallas. Gone. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows where they went. They show up every now and then at an event. And I say to them all the time, what are you guys doing? We don't have the SCLC who backs up folks across the country. We don't Mm -hmm. have that. We don't have that. All we really have, Mm -hmm. all we really have are football players, basketball players, and Mm -hmm. hip hop artists. That's basically all we have. And you know what? I want somebody to dispute that. Mm 
I hear we don't even have black churches anymore. Because who do we call when we're in trouble? Who do we call when we need the troops? Who do we call? You're correct. Because if I was to take this, yeah, take this issue to one of the large black churches here in Dallas, before I could probably get back home, the council member would know about it. So who do you trust? Who do you call? Who Mm -hmm. represents us? I don't know who it is. And I should know. I should know. We should have an organization, individuals, people that we can call, people that we can trust. We're so afraid of losing. We're so afraid of what we ain't going to get. We're so afraid of somebody not liking us. We're so Mm -hmm. afraid of the tables being turned and they're going to come after me. We're so afraid of this. We're so afraid of that. We're afraid of our own shadow. You should not have to fight that alone. I look at the Asian community in Orange County, California. Those folks, they have, they're like this. They have banded together. The guy that did the shooting in Orange County over the weekend, they got him before he could blink his eye. Those folks have banded together like this. Mm-hmm. Now, conversely, in the black community, I'm not sure if anybody knows about the situation in Buffalo, New York. I don't know who knows about it and who doesn't. I'm afraid to ask. Because, you know, there are a lot of folks that didn't hear about it. So who do we call? And the incident, the situation with Gerald Saunders, she should have never had to go through that by herself. Never. To the tune of them destroying her entire life. They went to, the IRS went to her employees. She had seven employees. And they went to her employees. They wanted to take everything away from her. You should not have to go through this by yourself. A disqualified judge has the authority or enough authority to overturn your case. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. And it's clear in the law, state law and the U.S. uh, law. If you you, get to do that. And then there's nobody that you can count on that will change things for you. And so that's why I'm coming to the to the public now, because the case can be overturned. And every time I speak out about it, I'll if, be can, if it overturned that way, it can overturned that way. Right. Uh, every time I speak out about it, when I spoke about it in the commissioner's court, people may not know, but it is true. On Facebook, you have a section called people you may know. If they're not your friends, that means that they've been on your page. And after I went to Dallas County Commissioner's Court and spoke out about it, the first person I saw in my people you may know was Judge Robert Burns, which is one of the ju- the justices on that court. He was the first one in my people you may know. Yeah. So he heard me. of what can be done to us. And we don't have any recourse. And the reason we don't have any recourse is because we've never made it our business. We've never made it a part of who we are to have recourse for anything. We've never made it our business. And if this were 1969, it would be a different story. But because we threw down the gauntlet, because we have said it's better to dribble a ball and, 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 and rap than it is to stand strong and be united. We are known for not having a united front. Mm -hmm. We are known for crap happening and we just step back and let it happen. We just step back and just keep it moving. Keep it moving. 
And we're the ones that make that, those words, it is what it is. We give that life, but nothing else. It is what it is. Well, I get that in my community all the time. And this, um, I'm, this is the, the God's truth. Well, he bought me that turkey for Thanksgiving, and so I voted for him. Even though he spent $3 million of our tax dollars was wasted. And other things that we have going on. As long as they get that turkey, then he has a vote. Yeah, as long as they get the turkey. Exactly. As long as they get the turkey. Folks are happy. They don't have to get anything else. Just as long as they get that turkey. That turkey. And okay, because they, they don't want to stop turkey. that. Yeah. I can buy that same turkey. Exactly. <laughs> as long as that's we not get why that I'm turkey. here. I'm not here to, to buy your vote. <laughs> right. But see, we get that stuff that nobody else wants. Mm -hmm. So a couple of times a year, we'll get that stuff mm -hmm. and we'll be satisfied with it. We're going to be satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. it. It does not have to make any difference in our lives, but we're satisfied with it. And that needs to stop. It needs to stop. And I beg people all the time to educate your parents, your grandparents about voting. You got to educate yourself about the people you're voting for. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've had several, several judges mm -hmm. on this broadcast and others out of Dallas mm -hmm. because Dallas has, I'm sorry, Texas mm -hmm. has 60 black women judges. Mm -hmm. Texas has 60 black women judges. And guess what? Black folks across the country, they don't even know that. Now, I don't know what kind of difference that would make in your case. I would love to think that it would make a difference. But there are 60 black women who sit on the bench in Texas. Mm -hmm. 60 black women. And we still have to fight for everything that we rightfully should have. Well, we have judges here that has literally recused themselves because of some association with a case. We Just like our DA, he just recused himself from a high-profile case just because that person has donated to his campaign and he's been on pictures with him. But he recused himself because yeah. he didn't want any issues. Now, right. my issue is much greater than somebody giving a campaign contribution or uh, taking a picture. Right. She actually sat on the bench after she was the person's attorney to return to to return my judgment. What would make her think that that was okay? I don't know because she and our co colleagues in the Dallas County Democratic Party as precinct chairs, so she knows me. And she knows my 85-year-old father. My father went to a meeting with me at the Democratic Party. He said, oh, there's old Barbara Rosenberg. That's what my dad said. Just years ago. But my father know, knew her, knows her by sight. She still performed in this fashion. But she knows me by name. Yeah. And she was, she knew all the particulars about that case. Everything that that case contained. So the who parties, was holding it? Who was holding a gun to her head? I don't know. I just think our system is just corrupt, not only in the criminal system, but I in think the civil so too. system. I think so, too. I think the system is, is not only corrupt, but I think we fall for the okey-doke mm -hmm. every single time. We fall for the okey-doke even when there is no okey-doke. Right. We fall for anything. We fall for anything. And the fact that we have not taken a position, we have not been heard since the shooting on Saturday, I'm disgusted with Black folks. I'm, I am literally and thoroughly disgusted with Black folks. I really am. And the woman, Patrice Cullors, She's now getting ready to be indicted because of her shenanigans. She wants to be the black Bernie Madoff, $110 million, and folks don't know where the money went. 
she was able to get all that money and she just thought she'd be able to go and on a spending spree. Wrong again. So we're known for not. We're known for not. And it's time for these things to stop. I'm, I not gonna, I'm not going to stop until I get my case. All I don't the time. blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I want to bring in our co-host Leonard Collins and yeah, talk I, to him a few minutes about <clears throat> this. Leonard? Yes. Um, yeah, I know about the shooting. Um, and I've been on the line with uh, some of my brothers. And, you know, many of them say we're becoming numb to this. Um, but I will say people are talking and getting ahead of the, the curve. But the curve is when you get there, what are you going to do about it? And what I mean by that is we already know they're going to go with the mental issue, uh, with the kid. He got mental issues. Uh, his mama only fed him, uh, mashed potatoes instead of grits in the morning. He, uh, he, he had orange drink instead of orange juice, unlike the other kids. You know, uh, there's so many, uh, variables there, but more importantly, <clears throat> is it goes back to the same thing and, and it's, it's redundant, but I'm going to say it over and over mm-hmm. until we get cultural collectivity and cultural collectivity is just something that if something like this happens, the majority of the pop- African-American population reacts a certain way. But we have many of us, nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I don't know if you heard the press uh, release where this pastor, he came about as close to saying we ain't taking this shit anymore. Um, because like he said, it shouldn't have happened. But we already know all of this. This is nothing new. And the fact that this sister can't find support the NAACP should be all over this mm-hmm. um, and she should be able to go to them and there should be a department because <clears throat> as I always say, if you're running a race and you start out at the same time everybody else does and you fall behind, the only way that you're going to win is you have to run faster. You can't run at the same pace because you're already behind. So we should already have departments for situations that you're dealing with. You know, it's, it's personal to you. Um, it's almost, uh, in terms of personal, um, life threatening, mm-hmm. but in the same instance, it's not unique. You're not the only one getting right. railroaded like this. Yeah. So it's a culture. Now I'm being funny right now, which is not funny, but I'm just kind of being funny, humorous. Cause I, this stuff bugs me too. I, I'm like Yolanda, I'm pissed off. So I have this new saying that I, somebody can market it. So the USA, you know, the United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what I call it is unfair systems approved. That's through a person that has black eyes. United States stands for unfair systems approved. Because if everything was supposed to be right, this sister was supposed to get her justice. She shouldn't have be having this conversation. Anybody else right. would, would have their due. But because right. the color of her skin and the society knows, white folks for sure, know that we don't look out for each other, which is a cultural collectivity. Right. Um, because if we have to, we have to march every day. But um, again, this is one of those things where it's frustrating because you feel like you're losing and what's the point. But if you understand why we're this way, we can work toward it. But other people that are successful, I got mine, you get yours. Uh, there's something that you've done wrong. I mean, never on your side. And even if you had an opportunity, help me understand so I can win. Don't tear me all the way down so, you know, my family suffers because you're, you're trying to live the American life, a dream, excuse me, your own business. You want the best for your family, just like everybody else. You want the best for your community. 
So why are you struggling with this? And the question I wanted to ask, uh, what, what was the guy's name? Did you say Kemp? Uh, Joseph Kemp. Now, is he a brother or is this the white guy? No, he's a, he's a brother. Uh, the councilman is a brother and the judge is white. Okay. So this is what I mean when I say <clears throat> you went to him with a collaborative focus. Right. Okay. And he turned around and like you said, cut you out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, what's the mindset for that? And this cutting you out is not anything unique. We do this to ourselves a lot and it's, it's unfortunate. But I, I just wonder what what will it take? Who in our community can make us change and focus? Like, and and I don't want to wish this on any of our highest black people in our community. But let me say this: now that he's passed, if somebody would have shot Muhammad Ali. Uh, there would have been a change. Now, right. you see when they did yeah. Martin Luther King, you right. see what happened after that. Okay. Um, but, however, what they did then, when they saw that unity coming, they decided to break up the black family. Now, how can you do that? All you got to do is you want to tear the black man down, get the father out of the house, um, and then we start putting the kids, the boys in jail. Um, and, and you start seeing this plot, this, this thing just mesmerizing. It's just happening and happening and happening and growing and growing and growing. And it's un, it's unfortunate, but something has to happen that's going to make us all. And, and I, and I got to say this because I hate the sisters are rolling and the brothers are not. Okay. And, and I'm a firm believer. All of this is going to change when black men decide to unite and take their rightful role as a leader of their race because every other ethnic group does it. So if you don't know how to do it, why wouldn't you watch another race and see what they do? Cause when you want to learn something, you don't hesitate to go to school to figure it out. So why wouldn't you do the same thing when it comes to our people? But I can talk all day. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're on the show again. And um, the shooting, um, you hear the same story. The white boy drove. We already know what the manifest is going to be. Uh, now we're going to be cracking jokes. He drove the ocean for 13 days, barely any water. He made it to the land, went right to the HBCUs and started shooting up everything. Uh, along the way, he had sunstroke. Uh, he had mental issues. There's always going to be excuse for them. Okay. But like uh, someone said, when we start shooting back, they're going to start thinking twice about that. And, it's going to and, you take know, us a while, unfortunately, to shoot back. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's not the shooting back part. It's us talking about it. Yes, you know, talk. Elon Musk wants... Yeah. No, but what I mean is you talk about it is enough to scare them. You know, it's enough to, to, to scare them once they realize there's a chance because there's a lot of people on uh, on social media telling everybody to strap up. And so now's the time if you get people telling you when you're at an emotional state. So what I mean by that is you're, you're feeling some kind of way. And now you got everybody saying you better strap up. Somebody has a hand up. Go ahead. Yeah. Was it Gwen? Go ahead, Jarvis. Gwen, Gwen. And then we've got to go to Belinda. She was first. Then we'll go. Okay, okay. Gwen, go ahead. Then we need to get to Belinda. Okay. Go ahead, Gwen. I totally agree with what she said. But one thing that I feel is that when, to me, Black Lives Matter, once we turn and understand that we need to take care of each other before we strap up, mm -hmm. that would bring attention. Because what we have, we have these little silos all over the place and we're not right. coming together. Yeah, that's and right. And if yeah. we bring right. silos together and turn it inward, Black Lives Matter, it would make a change. That would give them attention. They'll pay attention to that. Oh, we're right. not doing it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Belinda, go ahead. Well, I agree also with Gwen on that. My thought though was, um, no, I didn't, I didn't go numb, but you feel helpless mm -hmm. that another shooting has occurred on our, on our grounds to our people. Yes. And 
But you know, I, I want to turn it. I want to turn the tables and I want you to look at television. Some of your favorite crime shows. Let's say, uh, Law and Order. Let's take Law and Order. Name, name something else. I'm even going to go as far as gun smoke, which I like gun smoke, but there's some things that people need to know about gun smoke and law and order and these other crime shows. And that is when there is a crime committed by a black person, they are treated differently. Yes. They will go to jail. They will be treated harshly. Even the Yes. The, what, what's the the guy, the black guy on Law and Order, um, who's done all of these commercials and stuff? Anyway, Ice Cube. Ice yeah, Cube. Ice Cube. He's just as bad, Ice you know. Ice oh Cube. yeah, I, I'm going, I'm going to rough you up, and and I'm doing all of these things now. Just look at that. Now, if the same person commit that same crime, and they're white or they're Asian, you do not see that roughing of the matter. No, you don't. And so no, we've got to get, we've got to stop growing callous of the fact that we are being treated on TV like that. We see ourselves treated like that on TV and we don't say anything. We don't do Gun things. smoke, gun smoke. You can beat Marshall Dillon up and he won't even put you in jail unless right. you're black. Unless you're black and in the, in, you know, in the later series, the black people, they got hung, they got everything else, but the white people's like, oh, well, he didn't mean it. You know, just go on and, and, an and live a good life. And that's, yes. it has not yes. changed. That's what's going on now. Now, if a black person had gone into a white church and killed 10 people and shot up others, he would not be living. No. This this young man no. is alive, and they weren't roughing him up. No, they, they weren't. Didn't. You know, no, the handcuffs didn't. were put on nicely. I'm just saying. And the sister is talking about how how uh, she's being unjustly treated, which I agree. We have to start looking at how we are treating each other, each other and yes. how we are allowing others to We've treat allowed us. This. Yes. That's right, because yeah. that's how people see us. We're making these movies, we're making all of this money, and we're 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 doing more damage to ourselves through the movies that we accept. That's right. That's right. You're right. That's right. Because that's I was right. gonna name a couple other movies like I don't know if anybody watches uh what is it, Snowfall? Snowfall is out and that's supposed to be the thing about Ricky uh Freeway Ricky Ross doing the uh, crack oh, epidemic. Wow. Oh. Yeah, for the Iran Contra, they show that. Then uh, you got 61, 61st Street uh, with uh, Courtney Vance. He's an attorney, but, you know, he's not doing so right. And then you have uh, 50 Cent's uh, Force. Um, so you see all of these things, and everything is always drug-related. Drug-related. Yeah, drug-related, drug drug related, yes. Drug-related, drug-related. And it's always with the DEA. There's always uh, a snitch. Uh, somebody's got to do this, or they're going to go to jail. Um, it's or or you you see us gangster wise, and it's like, is that the only thing that you yep. know? But that's yes. what they'll fund, and rather than us right. demand, and 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 this has a lot to do with us going right back to culture collectivity. When I was a kid, my dad wouldn't allow me to 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 uh, watch Amos and Andy. He hated Amos and Andy. Now, don't get me wrong. When he, went to work, when he went to work, we did turn it on. But we knew yeah. to turn it off that station, you know, because we got busted one time, left it on that station, and he turned the TV on, and there it was, right? So my point being is if your family is involved with you, they don't want you looking at that foolishness, okay? So a lot of this, um, these movies today, if, if you're a parent, you're not going to allow your kids to see other kids, other ad black adults strung out on drugs. Like Blackish was 10 years running, right? It stayed up with the current events. It was probably right. the best movie since, uh, um, Bill Cosby's show. Right, right. But they don't want to keep that running. And they should have did everything they could to keep that running. And they didn't. Right. And they but did anyway, not. Yeah, go ahead. And, and that's part of the issue that we have. 
we don't mind basketball and football and any sports because that's what we do. We do sports and we do rap. We don't do anything else. And beyond the sports, we're nowhere. Right. Hey, you know, let me interject real quick. There was something I was just thinking about. When when you said basketball, it triggered something. What was it two years ago? What happened when all the basketball players were going to uh, strike when they were they were getting ready to and it was during the playoffs? What happened during that time? Was there a shooting then? Uh, there was civil unrest, right? Yeah, there was something. There was well, Lloyd, I Lloyd, right, it, Lloyd, right. George Floyd, yes. George Floyd. Yes, it was that George was in Floyd 20. during that time, right? Yeah, right. that was in, yeah. So, so that's two years ago, and then now here we in the playoffs again. Same time of the year, and now we got this kid doing this shooting. So and now, but remember, remember that basketball players, football players, they're owned by the franchise. The franchise owns them. They cannot think on their own. So if they <laughs> want to keep their contract, they don't do the right thing. They do what the owners tell them to do. No, that's that's true. But that's unfortunate. They can't Uh, think on their own. So if they decide to go do something on their own, support Sabrina or Gerald or the action that we need to take, they lose their contracts. You go out there if you want to, you won't be playing basketball for me. That's how that goes. And I say all the time, you sell yourselves to the devil. You sell your soul because they own you. You can't think on your own. You cannot think on your own. And we go along with it. And and, and we find a way to justify all of it. Well, at least he's making money. At least he's making money for the community. No, he's not making money for the community. He's making money for himself. And hopefully he'll keep it for himself. Because after he buys his mama a house and his girl for his good friend a car and some bling bling and some, what's that champagne crystal, crystal, the money's gone. Right. So when- something constructive, some action that changes our trajectory, that changes the face of the black community, that ain't going to happen. Okay, I want to go to the top of uh, I want to go to the top of your comment. Go ahead. They can think on their own, but they're not allowed to execute on their own because we we know we think all day long. Yeah, but they're not allowed to take any action. They're not allowed to execute um what they want to do. Right. Because if you talk to them, because I know several players who come being on my radio show, and then I. I know several players too, is that they have their thoughts and what they would do, but they're not allowed to execute it. And that, mm-hmm. that's a big difference. Sure it is. Sure it but is. But it all goes into the thing that we turn, we need to turn black matters, black matters, a black lives matter inwardly. Uh, and it needs to start at home. It needs to start at home and in, in, in these churches. And I'm big in the AME church. I'm for my AME church, but you need to start right there. When do you have the attention of these young people? That's that's all I have to say. So let me ask you a question, Gwen. So we need to turn things inward. We need to take action on our own without being told. We need to take action. So if a player decided that he wants to support Sabrina Brenham and, and, and speak out, on her behalf, that player is going to get called into the front office. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And remember, what's his name? Colin Kaepernick lost everything. Lost everything because he took mm-hmm. a knee and there was right. nothing unpatriotic about him kneeling. Right. But here's here's the thing. This is what I mean when I say get out in front. Um, I have another saying. Hate never sleeps and love sleeps too long. So their contract says you cannot get involved in any politics. 
So when they sign that contract, there's a whole lot of things that they cannot do. Otherwise, it null and voids the contract. contract. Mm -hmm. So this is how they think. So if you see how they think, why wouldn't you think twice as hard as the way they think but in the benefit for us. And this, this stuff I'm talking about is basically common sense, but it just scares me that we don't think like this collectively and there's not a higher percent of the African-American community that thinks this way because we wouldn't be having this conversation. Go ahead, you're mm -hmm. on a roll. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> it's because this is something that's very sensitive to me. Um, I feel you. It was said, uh, I forgot my thought here. It was said early, oh, I know. I said that we have so many silos. Now we only have we have a limited amount of uh players, black men and women and women who are in these these major league ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's only us that's only a, a smidget of what's in the black community. Mm -hmm. So if yes, that's right. Together, yes. Even though we have them and we know that they they're limited because of contracts and income and taking care of mama and Sally Sue and everything. I can understand that. But what about the rest of us? And then you also said right. earlier, as far as leadership, Muhammad Ali, the right person got to be hurt. Well, I, to me, I thought the right person was Bill Cosby, you know, because I personally know him. Uh, and so we need, maybe it would start something. So we don't have the leadership. People are afraid to step forward. I'm not, right. it has nothing to do with the ball players, but people are afraid to step forward. People are. They are. Right. And, and remember, go ahead, Gwen. No, 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 no. But remember, I, I agree with you. People are afraid. And I, I and, and you guys might want to pop me, but I'm on Bill Cosby's side. Oh, me too. I, oh, we I all are sure, to get sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Julia. I am so sure that Bill Cosby's not by himself. Okay. He's not by himself. There were a whole lot of folks that went up to that Playboy Mansion and did a whole lot of stuff that they never should have done. But they got Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby wanted to buy NBC. Exactly. Bill Cosby was right. beginning to tell people, pull your doggone pants up. Stop acting like a damn fool. Read a book and stop buying tennis shoes. That's right. Okay? So Bill Cosby spoke too much. Okay? And how dare he bring four point three mil billion dollars to this meeting with a, a concession behind him. He mm -hmm. had constituents up the yin yang. They're gonna show who show him who's in charge. They're gonna show him who's in charge and it ain't him. So yeah. so exactly. what and, and and what we did, what did we do? Turn our backs we on were us. broken, splintered, fractured, dysfunctional. Bill Cosby's wrong. Bill Cosby ain't wrong. Okay. We got black folks jailing him, glad he's in prison, and then telling the world about it. Exactly. Exactly. Are you that stupid? Yes, they really? are. <laughs> well, they, they did the same thing. They're always going to find, you're always going to find some black person that's going to convincingly convince somebody else that this is wrong. They did it to Obama. There, you know, what, you know, but one of the, <laughs> I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw another player in the, in the pot. I'm going to, I'm going to play, um, Richard, Richard Williams. Okay. Sabrina oh, yeah. Venus's father. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I watched yeah. the movie, but in real life, I watched them play. And I remember mm -hmm. how, how they talked about that man, you know, abusing those girls and having them out there and playing at Rancho, not, not just at Compton. He played at Rancho and some other places too. And, you know, but I was watching the movie and I, there, he kept running to all of these roadblocks, mainly yes. in his own community. Yes. Right. Sabrina, <clears throat> Sabrina. And yes. in his own community, what did he do? He, he had a plan. He went outside of his community and he talked to some people and, and he, his vernacular may not have been up like they were, but his smarts were there right. and his patience right. were there. And right. he just, right. he stood his, you know, sometimes we have to go, 
outside of what, what we normally, you know, call our community and, and, and tag in Martin Luther King did it and you, you on and on and on, you know, you gotta have, because every white person is not racist. And there are a lot of people that are on your side, but you have to be able to communicate to them so that they can use some of their their links to get to where you want to right. go. It, right. It may, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing you that out. The truth. It's the truth. You you speaking mm-hmm. the truth. Right. Right. Go ahead, Gwen. Absolutely. I I have something. I I I like to take this personal. I am coming out of a um, I had a childhood cancer that was in remission for over 50 years I had COVID 2019 before they labeled it but then they validated it was COVID I had so I lost 100 pounds almost overnight March 3rd and I have you would not believe Colette the haters since I'm going through this situation like I deserve it so I can understand what is being said because we are hard on each other. I don't have problems with right. the cool people, but I've had people who I thought was friends and, and close to me have said such negative things and then other people too. And what I do with people, I detox and I've had to tell a pastor this and he was really upset with me because I, I was president of an organization within the church and I said, you know what? I can't do this no more. I constantly detox myself from people, places and things is not good for me. And that's what we need to do and then rally, accept the rally of those who are there for you. Yes. It, yes. People of multiple races. And yes. then, you know, as a team, come together and to move things forward. I agree. I absolutely agree, Gwen. And as I say all the time, we are our own worst enemy. We do it to ourselves. And just like Sabrina said, Kemp is a black man. And he's in bed with the judge. Okay. How is it we find a way to go against our own people? How is it we find a way to justify our action, our actions when it turns against our own people? They wouldn't do that for you. They would not do that for you. If Kemp got into trouble, Rosenberg ain't going to come and get him and get him out of trouble. Rosenberg is not going to do it. And and here in L.A., there's a commercial that talks about Mark Ridley Thomas, the white dean at USC, and Karen Bass, who's running for mayor. And the commercial says Karen Bass wants to be mayor. And she took bribes from so-and-so, and she wants to be mayor. Mark Ridley Thomas and the dean of USC are awaiting a jail sentence. We know Karen Bass is not going to be mayor. We already know that Caruso has more money and more people and more of everything. Okay. And they've already said it's between those two, but we know it's not going to be Karen Bass because black folks are not going to turn out and support her. They're not going to do it. They are just well, not going will, to do it. I will support her. So I don't care. I can't do it. Right. I, can't, I will support her. So I'll black folk, her. I am a black folk. So it's just not everybody. Right. Don't get I'm going to support her, but the numbers that she needs, she won't get. It. She won't get it. And in Dallas, where Sabrina is, John Wiley Price. Is it John Wiley Price, Sabrina? I think it's John Wiley Price. Yes, he's a county commissioner. Right. He's the county commissioner. He's been in a political office for decades. Mm -hmm. He won his case a couple of years ago, back in, I want to say it was 17. He won his case. But I want you to know, the folks that I saw him walk out of that courtroom with were white women. Right? Right, Sabrina? Yes. They were Mm -hmm. white women. Okay? And I, there were a lot of black folks that said, yeah, John Wiley Price this, John Wiley Price you know what? Black folks wouldn't do the things that they did if we were all collective. Mm-hmm. If we right. had a connection, they wouldn't do those things because they do those things because they forget that they're not white. They've never been white and they ain't never going to be white. Mm-hmm. Right. We're at the top of the hour, uh, Yolanda. 
So. Yes, yes, we are. And and we're we're just getting we got fire under us. We got fire, Sabrina. <laughs> so I want you to come back. I'm so thrilled that Gwen Jarvis was on with us. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to get Gwen to become a part of ITRN for at least three years now. So I'm hoping Gwen will come over and be on here with us. Come on, sister. Okay. She's got a great show. We know some of the same people. One of her good friends is Dr. Charles Modlin. He's our good friend also. Mm-hmm. And we want Gwen Jarvis. Everybody raise your hand for Gwen. <laughs> Yay. And I want to thank all of you for being on. And I want everybody to raise your hand for Julia Waters, who is a member of the Waters legendary famous group who will be with us for Black Music Month in June. Yay. Okay, so thank you, everyone. Thank you, Belinda. We've had a great show. We're going to continue this conversation. And Sabrina, you've got to come back and discuss with us all of the things that are going on. Belinda, thank you so much. Thank you, Tisa Turner. Thank you to my co-host, Leonard Collins. Thank you, everyone. It's been a great show. We've got to do this again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on back, y'all. This is Change Matters Solutions right here on itrnradio.com. Find this in all of our broadcasts on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So come on back, y'all. Gwen, I got a spot for you. Julia, I'll see you in June. Black Music Month for all the legends. Well, I'm going to launch my email tonight. Please do. Oh, great. Great, Mm -hmm. Sabrina. Let's Mm -hmm. talk. And we'll talk later. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you, everyone. All right. Have a good, good night, day. everyone. Wear your mask. Okay. Wear your Absolutely. mask. That dog on COVID ain't over. Yeah. Absolutely. Have a good night. Take care. Good night. Good night.